you know, the thing that sucks, I have, I have a good story. I have a story, but I didn't get a chance to freaking do any highlights on it. Let me just give me a second. I can. I don't have to talk my story. I've just, I just, just in case, just in case you, you, you run to some dead air. I, I have a story. So let me just give, give me a second just to uh, highlight uh, changing landscape results in climate change with the trees suffocated by salt water. Oh, you're making I, your notes on air. Yes. You're, you're, you're doing your homework. I'm doing my homework. In as, class. Did well, you ever do that? As the test is being handed did out. Did you ever do that? I, I did I, really quickly. I remember doing that in middle school or yeah i think either middle school or elementary school i remember getting in like early right before homeroom so it must be middle school and doing my homework in in homeroom before the bell rings uh and or literally as they're coming around to collect it yes you either had a pass to the front or they that's right around to collect it that's and right. before the people in front of you turn around to get your paper you're <laughs> yes, like scribbling, you're really scribbling fast. Stuff. well yeah. i remember i remember uh if you saw like the kid next to you had like a whole bunch of different answers from what you had and then that's when you start you yeah. start correcting and you know things. that you don't know what you're talking about yeah. and you're like i don't know if this kid knows what he's talking about but, no, but uh, you know <laughs> well you, you always had a dice. sense you always had a sense it's not like anyone didn't know who the smart kids were in the class yeah. you always had a sense of who who could do it and who could kids have do, do kids have paper now or is it like all tablets you know what i'm shocked about i can't believe it so the kids just started going back to school um for much much of the nation uh, in the north at least and um and i can't believe how big their backpacks are like i thought that was all squashed out like when we were kids i thought there was all that much like like kerfuffle over like is it bad for the children's backs and like it doesn't warp their backs and like all this like scoliosis or whatever this nonsense stuff and i just thought that it would eventually phase out i can't believe in a digital age i'm seeing kids walking around with backpacks that are like the side like it's like they're carrying four bowling balls in there i'm like what's in there yeah what what is it yeah what, like what are you what like is are you, what there? Is in there? are you you got you got pens papers you got you got actual equipment textbooks? and maybe it's sporting equipment <laughs> you no know, I, I i'm shocked i can't believe it. i still see kids out there and i'm like i can't believe it's 2021 do you think they're books do you think that's what they're doing i'm assuming kids I mean, have books i can't imagine that every kid is carrying around a bassoon or 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 has like eight soccer balls that are like uh stored back there i mean i'm just saying the kids it, do it's gotta uh, be books are, are the kids still doing one strap on the backpack no nah, they're, they're doing two. the two no nah, they're doing two. two they do yeah. two exactly because they probably their parents are like if you if you do one strap that's gonna it's gonna lead to problems because you're gonna be leading to one side if you do that for years and years i mean that's passing on the important life lessons you're right the life exactly you're gonna end up with some uh injuries on the other side because one side is overcompensating from the other i mean we for the yeah we, for style we we eventually just completely screwed up our generation of backs uh wearing wearing all that heavy books on one side just to look cool uh yeah, was it worth it good. was it worth it kids was it well you're adults now was it worth it <laughs> everyone <laughs> everyone's going to a chiropractor chime in on twitter why. chime in on twitter let us know if it's worth it <laughs> oh man uh yeah um Hey, Jimmy, you got you got any stories? Well, yeah, well, actually, I had <laughs> while I, I do so, my homework. On so, air. <laughs> listen, I had a random thought before we started recording, and at the risk of sharing a half baked half baked idea, um, well, I'm just gonna do it. So, um, I don't I don't even know how this popped in my head. I don't even know what I was doing. But basically, what if our role in the Galactic Federation is being experts in damage control? And I don't know if you know where I'm going, hmm. but hear me out. We are constantly screwing up, whether it's wildlife conservation that is, you know, we are responsible for destroying or whatever it may be. 
Um, and then we give ourselves accolades when we fix it because we do something pretty phenomenal. Usually it doesn't, you know, sometimes it's just like stopping a hunt, but sometimes we come up with some new tech and new methodology and we do something cool, whether it's ozone layer, wolves, whales, kelp, coral. I mean, really the, the list is too long to, to go through them all, but we celebrate these accomplishments as if a kid gets to celebrate for saying sorry when he's caught lying. It's like the oddest thing when you think about it. But regardless, you know, we do sometimes recover from our many, many, many missteps. And it got me thinking that if we were always just responsible stewards from the start, we might never know how to actually recover from or cope with these disasters. So maybe that will be our place in the cosmos. Damage control experts, the Winston Wolf of environmental disasters. When our intergalactic neighbors <laughs> screw up big time, they call in the humans to clean up the mess like it was never there. I think that you would get that position if you proved that you could successfully bear a mess and then get out on the other side, you know, the stronger for it. So, I mean, we're we... still here, man. We're still here. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I guess it depends on who finds who first. <laughs> I, I think it's look, it's everyone always does. It. It's like uh, the whoever has that. It's the same thing, right? With the uh, you're talking about like conquistadors or whatever. It's like you, the, the, the civilization that has enough unrest that needs to go out to find more resources, right? Greener pastures is usually one that is coming from an incredible amount of strife. Uh, a civilization. I mean, this is not. I'm not gonna. Special. Is that a word? Special. A special level. Special level. The sure. level of a species. Is yeah, that? I don't sure. know if that's a word. Well, but I'm I, not talking I, about. I like the way. I like our, the way it makes inter- my voice go up. Special. 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 <laughs> uh, on yeah. that level, right? Mm-hmm. Don't go too granular because then you get caught in the muck. Yeah, you do get caught in the muck. Pull yeah, it up. Sure. All We're right, still I'm here. I'm we sorry. stumble all the time. We're, right. And 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 we. we you know, we don't fix everything, but I feel like it's whether it's a Band-Aid or we do recover. And mm-hmm. I'm not a proponent for any of this. It's just I'm just trying to come to terms with what we are. And what is our place in the cosmos? And okay. we'd like to think of ourselves as these intergalactic explorers that are going to colonize the universe. Is it that? Is it that? Or are we, you know, the Winston Wolves, and that's a Pulp Fiction reference for those of you that don't know. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't know what you meant when you meant with Winston Wolf. I was like, is that an author? Is that a, is that a great work? I got you. Okay. Now, yeah. just hopefully that clarifies. Yeah, the fixer. Here. Yeah, the fixer. Yeah. yeah, we clean up the mess. Um, I don't know. We got I mean, a lot of practice. Would you, we would you up feel everything? Everything. Yeah, everything we threw up. But if you want to go in that vein, I mean, would you feel confident in Pulp Fiction if you had gone back to Winston Wolf's house and there was nothing but dead bodies all over the place? <laughs> Would you feel confident? Would you? I was saying, would you as feel the as person, confident as in his ability? Who needed their mess clean up? I don't care what he does with them. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I'm just saying that you feel like it might. You know, if he <laughs> there's an integrity okay. issue there. Well, I'm just, Are you I'm, really I'm, cleaning up the problem, or <laughs> is this just, small smoke and mirrors? I'm just saying. I mean, how much? Yeah, there's a there's a litany of, of issues that could arise from the from having uh, dead bodies just um, hanging all over your house. Such as if the police were to raid his house, that could eventually come back to you. So I'm saying uh, to entrust a species that can that cannot actually clean up their own mess and continues to fall into mess after mess to be in charge of the galactic cleanup seems a bit precarious. 
I, I, I mean, it, it, it's possible, but then I would say that the Galactic Federation or Empire as a whole uh, has a lot of problems. Or no, so what you're saying is we haven't evolved to ever stop making those messes. We heard this point. bumbling buffoon yes. that people are hiring, and we are like, I, I, "What would you? What would you? What would that be? Just someone who you hire and they constantly mess up on the job." It, it just um, feels like a Mr. Bean movie, right? Where you, it's yeah. like Mr. Bean is a detective or something. You know, it's like you're, you, you, uh, or or the Pink Panther uh, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, or Pink Panther, exactly. What's, uh, he, what's his name? Uh, I can't remember his name. Clouseau. I can't remember right now. I can't remember. But yeah, something like that. But or he's oh, just yeah. fumbling around. You're just stuff. fumbling around, yeah. And, he, and the thing is, you might stumble into cleaning up, uh, you know, a, a, a healthy mess, or you might make more of it. So I mean, I, it doesn't seem trying like to come to terms that's... with who we are with our nature because we, we seem to have trouble getting past it. We have ideals, we have our moments, but I feel like the broad stroke here is that you know we cannot be trusted. We screw everything up, and then yeah. we're constantly recovering. Our success stories are ones of recovery. Interesting thoughts. Interesting thoughts on that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess you could say that. I mean, it's not over. It's it's really not over. So, because <laughs> you won't know. So, look, once we populate another planet, then I think you could start wrapping up the Earth chapter, and then you could really give it its true its its time in the sun and and its proper analysis as to what the hell went on during our time on earth i think at that point then you could really make these these kinds of assessments but until then it's an ongoing problem and uh and, and i'm not quite we're sure we're going to come out it's on a, the end it's an so, ongoing yeah. problem and we're looking into it right yeah <laughs> basically. <laughs> basically here's the thing i i can't believe you're bringing this up because i thought you were bringing it up based on the fact that space force is adopting the battlestar galactica outfits i saw that no you sent that to me i think i, um, I thought that's where you were going with this you were like well, no we've got a galactic uh, empire i was like well I, we're gonna be wearing battlestar gear and that's gonna be pretty no, awesome we just we just lost 23 more species um this the the government the u.s government just announced that they just oh. went extinct after decades of searching for them scientists which they're usually reluctant okay. to do have tossed in a towel one of them's like some like ivory build woodpecker um i i actually made a note of it that i would talk about it some other time when i know more about it but yeah we um yeah, we just lost more. Oh, that's that's really sad. Yeah, it is. It's terrible. And uh, and just knowing everything else that's going on with the environment. I mean, it's just, yeah. you know, what the hell? Well, I got to. Yeah, I, I had doom and gloom. But we can talk about well. the, 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 the uniforms. Sure. I, well, What's that about? <laughs> well, at least I was, well, there's really nothing to it. They've decided that their official uniform, they're going to take it from the show Battlestar Galactica. Anyone who's not it's got like familiar, the type buttons yep, that are yep, just basically like over and yep, yeah. yep, like the admirals of uh, Admiral Adama and uh, and Starbuck for, for their uh, their flight suits. And I think it was like you. an Admiral Nelson thing. I always think of where he, he had the guy that was missing an arm, but he used to tuck yes. it into his uniform. And it was yes, like, yes. Buttons. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I, yeah. I, if I have that right, this is like a. Yeah, you're right. That, that that's that's who it was. Yeah, famous yeah. British uh, naval officer. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I just love. I, I love how here, here's what I like about Space Force. <laughs> I love that oh, they're. Wait. What do you like about Space Force? Well, I love that they're they're leaning into it, and I. <laughs> I like that the name ripping is off, ripping off pop culture <laughs> constantly, <laughs> but I mean, but science fiction pop culture. So they're basically trying to tell you that their biggest ambition is that they eventually will create massive uh, spacecraft that are able uh, to to wage space warfare. And I think that that's that's at least look, at least you're looking to the future. And, and in that respect, well, Star, I, I Star, Trek, Star Trek isn't about space. I mean, they always no, get fights. So. Star Trek isn't about space warfare. That, but that's Battlestar what is. But that's where they got their emblem from. Their logo is Star Trek. Oh, that's right. They did choose that from uh, for yeah. exploration, right? Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. They ripping off. 
They keep they're they ripping keep, off well, pop culture. I guess is like, it a marketing thing it's to a get wink. talent? Is this well, to get talent? Maybe it's a wink to just the nerds to like you know support this 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 ridiculousness. I mean, is it a is it a ploy to stay relevant? Whereas like other probably, agencies probably. don't need the funding, so they I, don't want to get out there. Maybe well, they, you have to think these about people it. People are like, hey, we need some too. We want to be. Well, you would want to market yourself if you're a new agency and you're especially if you're trying to get some pro- some popular points, which you need in order to get proper funding. You need the 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 zeitgeist of 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 the average person to actually think, hey, Space Force is something important enough to fund. It's odd publicity, though. Like, is it? Like, uh, it, it makes sense. I mean, not, not really, because we're talking about it. I'm talking about it. I mean, they're 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 trying to they're trying to cash in on the nerdle. Yeah, they're trying to get in on that cachet, you know. The, they 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 see how superheroes are doing. Next thing you know, they're, they're going to rip off. They're going to like uh, Iron Man. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Iron Man, Marvel, something of that nature. Uh, I would. I'm Is not Robert Downey going to start narrating the commercials. They're going to start calling their guns lightsabers. I I, I I don't know where it'll end, but I I can see it. I can see it going blasters. down. This, yeah, blasters. <laughs> blasters. That's, That's right. All their guns are blasters. Uh, Millennium yeah. Eagle. <laughs> You know what? I like it, though. At least at least it's entertaining. Uh, and I think it's interesting because, you know, how often does a, a new department in the military get invented? You know, it's that's what's the last one. It's was, not inventive. Was it, well, it's re it's what it's mean? rebooting IP. No, that inventive. What, what, the Space call- Force existed before. No, I meant with, you know, them borrowing from oh, the borrowing. Culture. Yeah, but I meant like, the well, how are actual, they getting inventive? Well, what, what I'm just, well, I meant that them that their department as a whole is 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 new. It's a new branch of the military. That, well, that doesn't happen. Every it's 10 a new years. branch. No, and that's cool. It's a new branch yeah, that's of the military, but the responsibility was what under the Air Force before this? Correct. Yes, it would have been under the. So Air it's Force not like a new function. In well, they're supposed to new, have a new. It's function. a new like reporting line almost where they've like created this hmm. new. Right. Re- do they report into the Air Force? Do you know that? Well, no, they report into the executive. Probably, right, exactly. Right? So I'm assume. just saying they well, you branch up. Well, the Air Force spun out of the Navy. You know, I mean, I think everything spins spins out of something. So, I mean, that's, yeah, with the Marines, the Air Force. Right, the right. Marines the Marines are still Marines. under the Navy, I think. But uh, yeah, yeah, they uh, are. Well, I, I don't know about I, that. I, I don't I don't want to say that. I don't know if that's true. I thought that their own division. Well, I don't want to get any trouble. So don't, don't come <laughs> well, after that's me. What I'm saying. I, don't, the, well, I, I thought that they were still part of it. I didn't know that. But. You know, what do I know? I'm not in the military. Yeah, yeah we're not in the military. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that was a bit of bright news. I mean, you got species dying on the one hand. You you, you have but the we fact got, that but we, we got buttons running up the <laughs> side of our chest. That's <laughs> well, super cool. I just think it'll look cool. It'll look very cool. And it's I, all about looking cool. Isn't I, it? Look, I, you know, baking in the sun. Hey, what did I say to you? I said, "Hey, I'm looking for a job at the space at Space Force because I want to wear those uniforms. I mean, that, those are those are badass uniforms." So, and I think you, they're giving it, those to civilians. No, they're not. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I, I would, the military. Well, I, Either I'm, one not, of us I'm not. No, I'm not. But I, I'm just saying I would consider. We would, we would constantly ask why. Well, why do I have to do that? But where's the data to support that? Well, I mean, you you would ask why until uh, you know they they put the fact that everyone has to clean the floor with toothbrushes or run extra miles no, on you. I don't think and then they, they, everyone beats they the crap me, on you exactly because if they told me to get down, I would probably just be like, I don't want to. But then if they're like, all right, the rest of the people that are going to listen to the order are going to do it. That's right. And now they're going to come after me on their off time. That's exactly yeah, what happens. I mean, I'd yeah. probably quit. I, yeah. I don't think I would laugh. You can't really do we'll that. Keep can yeah. you? No, I, yeah. well, like a, the I think there's a contract. Yeah, I think there's a contract that you sign. And I don't think you can just walk out. It's what's called a wall. But if I was getting beaten up, I mean, why doesn't someone just say, "Hey, I'm getting beaten up here"? You know, I don't want to do this anymore. Right, I don't know. 
yeah. I don't think what you do just do that. Uh, yeah, what do we know? We, that's the thing. We don't know. I don't know. I've never, I've never been, I've never been in the, uh, in, in the brass. So I, I can't, anyway. I can't really speak to it. So well, yeah. I mean, I'm supportive of the stylish uniforms, um, and I, I hope that they live up to the ideals of the um, science fiction entities that they're borrowing from. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um. So at, at a random thing. Oh yeah, shoot. Go go with the random thing. I'm gonna, so I'm gonna ping you something. Okay. Um look this up. I want you to I want you to look up an image search. Um and once again, I want a, you to pronounce it because I can't I can't read out loud. Okay, chats. That is impressive. There must be a more colloquial name for this. This can't be the official like this can't be the name that most people would have to go by, right? Uh, anyway, I'm gonna say it. It's um uh Quetzal Quetzalcoatlus, Quetzal Quetzalcoatlus Northropy. That's it. Quetzalcoatlus Northropy. Yeah, something. Oh, like that. that's probably more right. Yeah, Quetzal. No, there's no la. It's it's Quetzalcoatlus or Cotius or Cotius. Oh, is that an Co- L or Co- I? Is that an I? It's an L. That's an L. Oh, lowercase. Okay, I see. Lowercase L. Okay, let me try it again. Quetzalcoatlus Northropy. Quetzalcoatlus yeah. Northropy. Listen, has a nice uh, ring to it. I like it. Q U E T Z A L C O A T L U S space North R O P I. So uh, check that out. I want you to Google image search. Now, I don't really have anything to say about this other than can you imagine this thing flying above you whenever you go outside? Wait, I don't. Did you send an image? No, I sent you the word. I want you to image search it. Oh, oh, oh okay. So I have to do work. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So put away your homework that you were doing at the beginning of the episode <laughs> and now switch to this. Quetzalcoatl. Oh, well, this is already a Quetzal. Quetzalcoatl is a, it's a deity in Aztec culture and literature whose name comes from the uh, Nahuatl language and means precious serpent. So uh, that's that's the first part of the word. The yeah, North that's Rappi. the first part. I want you to look up the whole word at once. Rappi. Both words. The fact that size is the second thing that comes up is uh, crazy. Oh man. Okay, so it's a petrosaur. Petrosaur. Late Cretaceous. Is it a pterosaur? I don't know. It's a dinosaur. It's It's a a dinosaur. dinosaur. It's a flying dinosaur. Okay, it's a flying dinosaur. It is absolutely enormous. It looks like the uh, what we used to think of was the pterodactyl. This probably this replaced it, or is this uh, a cousin to the pterodactyl? I don't know. It literally looks exactly what we would type verse pterodactyl. I'm going to do that right now. I mean, since I'm, I mean, basically, I, I mean, run, I can't I imagine the story. I can't. I mean, this thing is absolutely enormous. Uh, they, there's one photo I saw where it shows a person for scale and mm-hmm. it's I cannot believe that something like this could have flown around. I mean, it must have swooped down and just tore its victims to shreds. It's it's huge. So if you're if you're listening, I would, you know, Say you could pause this really quick. Go go Google this and just check it out so you know what we're talking about. And again, I don't have anything to say about it, but it was um, it was pretty crazy when I when I came across it. I mean, it's just cool when you get to see things like this that once existed. It's of the same any several flying reptiles of the extinct order of the uh, Petasauri. Uh, I think the P is silent. I, I want to say that it, is, is it probably is because pterodactyl starts with a P and you don't say that. So it's, uh, it's probably Pterosauri including the pterodactyl so they're of the same um same flying varietal okay, yeah cool. yeah anyway so i'd share 
Oh well, that's, 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 things that's interesting. That's interesting. So, uh, you know, since we're doing it, since we're just, you know, since the episode is just flying away from us. So <laughs> I started watching Foundation. And uh, so two episodes, right? There are two episodes. I've only gotten through three quarters of the first. So Man. no spoilers. And uh, three quarters of the first. Yeah, because this is because I'm having a to- I'm having a hard time. Um, you, do you not like it? I don't. I don't know if I don't like it. That's the thing. I just is it not matching? I'm not enjoying. It. It's not on? matching. Not really. I mean, it, from memory, here's the thing. There's so many books. I just I can't remember the first book in this way. Um, but it just seems it's there. The way they're going about it is very action oriented, and that's becoming a little. Um, I, I just don't know. I just it just doesn't feel as immersive as a naturally way what does right when most most because we both we were both Game of Thrones readers before the original series and the books are incredibly more immersive than yeah uh, the television shows a show. highlight yeah a the highlight shows really. a highlight exactly and so, they consolidate characters exactly and the same thing is happening here uh, but at, at the same time I just they, they're not they're, my point is they're starting off remember Game of Thrones like mid 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 um season seasons or series to late series how fast that went and everyone was like whoa 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 you're like you're like running through 300 pages every like 10 minutes in the show same thing is kind of happening oh, here. you're worried they're running out of, they're gonna well, run out well, of they're just, they're just going of well they're just going they're just moving really fast and, and and i felt like a lot of this stuff should be a slow burn but they're like i mean that's so interesting begin this way so it, it's a hard one but i just i just it does feel a little like they're just throwing the philosophy at you in terms of like psychohistory. If anyone hasn't read the books or the series, it's not a spoiler at all. The, the series is about psychohistory, which is just this guy's ability to um, uh, to map out time uh, through numbers. That's 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 I'm just use math doing it. to predict no nope, behavior yeah, just, of large population. Well, I'm, I don't want to get too into it. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to stay very top level on this so that people can watch it and, and you know find out what they want to find out. Um, but uh, but my point is the reason I brought up the, the term is because the term itself is like very involved in the books and uh, and they do a lot of talking about it and, uh, and and various aspects of it. And you feel and they spend a little bit more time, like almost with the math a little bit, not necessarily getting into math, but just like just the, just just the the whole way that the that he that he kind of comes to his 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 permutations and the conclusions and 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 all that I feel is just thrown at you in the series like he's just like yeah like they, they you know they're doing this thing and he's just like yelling out his philosophy he's like you know it's like this is why I believe this is what it's gonna be and you're, you you know it's just not subtle and you're like oh, well it's funny it's, because it's like her, oh, it's so hard the, the person face. she meets one the person one of the characters meet. Um, yeah. on the travel like yeah. just starts giving all this exposition yes, exposition and yeah. i'm like <clears throat> i don't you know i have no idea if that happens in the book but i'm like holy cow so it there's this, it this dude is just like a not in a bad way but he's a tool he's like a mechanism yes um, just yeah. like yeah, get yeah. through whatever get through whatever yeah whatever the book was because getting they, through like this dude's just educating the audience and to be fair you know the first book is foundation but there's another book that is written later that's called prelude to foundation and prelude to foundation fills in a lot of the backstory to foundation so to be fair if you if you're not going to do a prequel you're you know you, you do need to catch everybody up as to like what's going on in foundation per se because you do get a lot of good backstory from the prelude to foundation but it just feels off in a little way. And that's the thing. I don't want to speak too down about it yet because I haven't finished the first episode. I want to finish the first episode. I want to watch the second episode and then we'll come back to this. Uh, but 
it 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 does here's the thing it's beautiful and that's what i wanted to talk about a little bit i was like actually what they're doing here they're representing the galactic empire it's it's gorgeous like the cinematographer what if that's the right word for this it's fantastic and, I, and it probably should win an award because i just i love the costumes are so cool uh the way they represent like i love this that's why i love foundation that's why i love um asimov and i love dune um frank herbert right yeah that's why i love the way they write because they 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 do this effortless mixing of science fiction futuristic world that is very grounded in almost like a, a pre-industrial world you know like you know what I'm saying like a, like people are still reading on paper even though they could travel like millions of galactic miles or light like fashion and light travel they have all this science like they have all this great fan, fantastic technology but at the end of the day it's like some things are still on parchment you know, like and they they wield it in such a way that you don't think that it's um it doesn't take you out of the story. You know, let's say it, it's not it's not abrasive. It's not. Um, no, it's it, it not doesn't feel incongruent. Right. Perfectless like yes, exactly. like a mousetrap contraption. It, it just feels very worn in. Yeah. Right. It feels very like it's like this is believable. And that's that's what's so cool about the books in general. Why I've, I've always loved those two series. Um, I'm, I'm more familiar with Dune because I, I just I reread Dune more often. But um, but yeah. And so uh yeah that's that's just my initial thing i'm like you know i'm like this is beautiful i'm watching it. and i'm like well I, I think majority of the money and the filming has gone into the looks of the universe uh but the story just feels a little like you know it's, it's like they're just it's like it's like a it's like teacups at disneyland or disney world you know well, it's, it's just like it's like a little child very- ride it's just just carrying you around and uh you know it's you're not expecting major pitfall you know it's just going to carry you through the story you don't feel like i don't that's the thing i don't feel like i'm looking for the next story beat like i'm like i can't i can't wait to see what happens next more i'm just like i, I can't wait for them to show you know what these people look like or this agent so, you know i can't wait to see more of like the 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 pomp and circle you know i can't wait to see more of that magistry i don't really care about what's going on in the story so far so that's that's yeah that's it. i that's mean disappointing. hopefully hopefully it slows down i would say that you know shows usually don't have a preface the way that a novel does and i don't know if this does a foundation does where they have that whole like before they even get into the chapters, they're giving you like some type of context for what mm. the world is like. Um, and so I think that they're doing a lot of environment in, in, environmental building and a lot of story building so that you understand the mindset of the characters and the, the situation that they find themselves in. Yeah. And I expect that for episodes one through three with any show that I watch. <clears throat> it's usually slow going, but I guess in this pace, it's faster paced than the books. Yeah. So hopefully it, finds its footing once it has once it's confident that they've given the audience enough yeah so that they can absorb everything coming in and i and in the intellectual way that you had said this book is written in so maybe they're bracing the audience for what's to come or maybe they run through it and they ruin it i don't know i mean i felt like this is this is the same problem i have with c which is like jason momoa um i think i'm saying his name right uh it's a his series on apple i think apple in general they just they blow their load in terms of the uh, their the 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 purse strings uh, for whatever they're making in, in the cinematography, like it's or you know in the visual effects. It's like C is look C looks great. The where they're filming it, I mean, it's probably like Canada somewhere. Um, What's that about? I don't know what that is. It's 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 about C um, like like a body of water. No, C like it's in, in the ability to see because oh, everyone okay. ever so like uh, there's a virus that hits Earth again. This is not spoilers because this is all backstory before the show even starts. A virus hits Earth, and then everyone loses the sight to, to the ability to see. So all society uh, is eventually 
is built upon being blind. So everything that a, a society can function and do, everyone is blind. Is that like um, that bird box thing? With, with it's Sandra like bird Bullock? box. I, mean, I think they're the- I think they're purposefully um blinding themselves oh that's right that. right because they, they uh, right because yeah, but this is literally no one can see and then uh and then and then stuff just unfolds uh from there in terms of like once you're set in that society then you're just watching a storyline of a particular tribe and their their ability to survive so that uh, i'm noticing a, a trend that uh every once in a while now uh these science fiction things are they're removing a sense um wasn't the guy from the office he did one where you couldn't speak because Yes, the, the aliens would yes. find you. Yeah, which I had like, so many issues like, with that movie. It was like Whisper or, or, or Silent or uh, yeah, John Krasinski. Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, there were a lot yeah. of things where that's not really our... sci-fi. That's like horror. That's this horror is all about removing sense. It's the, you know the, the, every horror, every horror movie or whatever is all about removing an ability that you would naturally rely on. That's where the horror comes from. So I'm just saying, like Nightmare on Elm Street, what they're removing from you is the ability to sleep. That, that's True. the crux of that's the whole crux of the show. So, you know, it, you look at Chucky, they're they're removing from you your uh, ability to uh, feel safe, like with like childhood things, because childhood things are comforting and they're trying to remove that ability there. So it's all about removing some aspect of what, you know, you would normally create your blanket of uh, of what is it like? I don't want to say safety, but whatever your your cocoon of. Of your 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 fortress of solitude. They're they're just trying to something remove dependable. layers. Yeah, yeah something yeah. dependable. That's all horror is about. That's interesting. So, I've never actually thought about it that way. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 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 what you're looking at. If you're trying to make good horror, you, you just remove something that people rely on heavily, and and it's their greatest fear. So uh, yeah, so yeah, that's what <laughs> that's what I have about that. <laughs> no, that's I, <laughs> I, I want you story. to finish, and then and then once we have some time go by, we should yeah. we should talk about. Well, there's more. a there's a couple of things that we want to do here. Uh, and we don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't want this to be a pop culture podcast per se, but that B grade movie that you were oh talking God. about, what was Velocip- it called? Velocipastor. Velocipastor. I mean, I, I almost wish we had a huge audience following so that they could vote and say, should we just do an offshoot podcast that's like once a quarter or or, or what have you, maybe once a month that just talks about these B grade movies? Because we, we like watching B grade movies. And when they're good, which Amazon right now, Amazon Prime has some gems. Like yeah. they are, they are gone in. So some, some llama deep, one, whatever yeah, that llama, llama was. zombie I mean, or something like that. It's just a llama walking it's around so, that they're like making up things and reacting to. It's, it's and it's got laser. <laughs> I mean, it's just so ridiculous. And I yeah. need to watch these things. I know. I want to talk. The Velocipastor. It's like the the capture the, the the synopsis alone is you know guy priest goes to Japan. Acquires some abilities to transform into a velociraptor, uh, as you as if you couldn't tell. Um, but then they show this scene with him fighting ninjas as the dinosaur, like ninjas, just in like black pajamas, um, yeah. and and the dudes in like the the cheesiest dinosaur costume. I and and I guess my question is, and you you know this, you probably know this because I don't. They know it's this bad, right? I mean, this is on purpose. This isn't just low budget. They yeah. they're doing this. It's on a purpose. genre. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not that they couldn't do anything else. It's a type of movie. It's a they make the the like the pulp movies or whatever. They're they're in a specific genre because there's a certain type of people. Like if they could have gotten, them. I guess my question is, if they could have gotten a better costume, would they have? No. Or is this on purpose? This is on purpose. Wow. It's completely on purpose. They, they're doing this. It's like on there's a genius to that. 
there that I don't think I'll ever get a, get my head around. I, I feel like when you're doing this, it's like you're auditioning to make porn movies. I, f- I feel like when <laughs> you're just saying, look, look what I could do with my limited budget that I that I'm I'm, I'm purposely constricting myself to show you <laughs> what what I can do with a bare minimum. And, it just uh, adds another layer. It just adds another <laughs> layer to whatever you're watching with this cheapness that they're bringing to it. Anyway, um, yeah. it's it's interesting. I, I want to watch it. I just so have yeah, to. Yeah, I was just saying. Yeah. I just want to. Yeah, I don't want to get into it. But I mean, I, I almost wish we had enough people to say like, "Hey, do you want us to talk about that stuff?" Because I could go. That that stuff is just B grade movies are just so much fun, and I wish more people saw them and like talked about them because they're just. It's like it's it's the true popcorn, and uh, and yeah, there's just a lot of levity to something that is done with such such little fanfare in terms of the budgeting. But the thing is, the actors go all out, and that's what I love about them. The actors are trying. They chew, they chew up the scenery. Yeah, I mean, they they do they it. go for it. They really go for it. You put a couple of guys in black pajamas. They're they're gonna be they're going ninja. They're going full ninja out there. You know, you you think it's Michael Bay. You know, <laughs> give me some direction, I, listen, but I give it to anyway. any actors. Like if you think that acting's easy, just memorize a couple lines and then try and say them. It's it's not easy. Yeah, it's and not then easy add like all. the physicality to it. It's yeah, no, it's no, incredible. It's, it's it's one of the more challenging jobs out there by far. Um, so. um I mean, on this note of all this stuff, I do have some random topic that's con- loosely connected to this. Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's do so it. on the note of prehistoric creatures, mm-hmm. as referenced in a previous pod episode of ours. Once again, my notion of dinosaurs is challenged. So uh, uh, the article title is First Fossilized Skin of a Carnivorous Dino from Patagonia Reveals Carnotaurus Had Scaly Skin with No Feathers. So now Jurassic Park might not be totally useless in the representation of dinosaurs. Here's a quote from the article. By looking at the skin from the shoulders, belly, and tail regions, we discovered that the skin of this dinosaur was more diverse than previously thought, consisting of large and randomly distributed conical studs surrounded by a network of small, elongated, diamond-shaped or subcircular scales. And interestingly enough, contrary to previous interpretations, the feature scales are randomly distributed and neither form discrete rows nor show progressive variations in their size along parts of the body. So this thing's skin is random in its design from like just like bumps and size of the scales. Like there's no uniformity to it. There's no symmetry to it. Um, and I'm thinking when I'm reading this, like, is this some form of camouflage with this asymmetrical skin design? Um, I don't know. I, mm. The way that a zebra or a tiger has yeah. is painted stripes. Yeah. I, I will note that the scientists think that the type of skin that evolved may have played a role in regulating body temp, since finding shade would be difficult for an animal of this size. But um, it sounds like a guess to me. So I think my 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 point is just as valid. I'm going to be mm. honest. Interesting. Um, <laughs> it's a joke. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. um, I do have to say that. Uh, I want. I'm, I'm going to ping this time. episode. Jeez. I'm going to. I'm going to ping this to you. I, want, I love it. Yeah. I want you. I'm going to ping this to you again, and I want you to look it up. Google image search. Put your homework aside. Carnotaurus. Yeah. Okay. I want you to look this up. I love that this is just a. Tell me once episode. you have it up. Tell me once you have it up. Oh my god. I feel like we're going to get. Why such... are you typing? Copy paste. 
<sighs> Why do I see you typing? <laughs> All right. So All it's right. like a. Now I have to it's say, basically a T Rex on steroids. This pick of the dinosaur, it's shaped like a T Rex, but yeah. look at its hands. Look at its hands. What is going on here with the hands? These things are like male nipples at this point. They're pointless. <laughs> it's got what Trump hands. Is this? Look it's at little, how tiny they are. Yeah, They're smaller little, than the T-Rex. It's little, it's little Donald Trump hands. You I make fun it. of the T-Rex with T-Rex hands. Look at this thing. It's, it's like, comical. It's like when Trump puts on a, you know, when he wears a suit and he just like puts his hands up. It's uh, it's the same thing. It's like yeah, yours. It's little baby. Carna- Carnotaurus. C A R N O. T A U R U S. <laughs> Look at these things' hands. There's no they way. Are useless. There's what no way. Yeah, is the point of useless. this? No, there's no way. The hands are so tiny that it can't possibly do anything with those hands. It, it has arms for. I mean, it's not even. What is it? It's basically just like balance at that point. Its arms are just there to so it just doesn't balance. fall over on its face. The I, head I, plus I the tiny the arms equals the tail. The toys are so funny. The the, oh the, my God. the species as it <laughs> evolved, its tail was so big and its head was only a certain size. It was like, listen, we need to trim down the hands a little bit to it's, keep the equilibrium. It's like it's oh my god, the hands are so tiny. You're right. I mean, it gets funnier as you look through the pictures. Uh, which unless you're doing that right now, uh, yeah, you you should just do it right now so you can laugh along with us. But yeah, the the hands are are, are demonstrably small. So, all right, I can pivot away from this if you want. Yeah, well, it was the dinosaur episode, so I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, I uh, how how much legs dinosaurs have these days. I don't know uh, what they what they what their pulp culture. Well, they're thinking culture. they're going to bring back woolly mammoths. Did you see that? Some scientists. They've always been to... talking about that. They've been talking about that for a long time. Yeah, they always get closer like they and closer. It, yeah. it looks like well, it looks like they're raising money now to do it. And then he's like, I actually thought that someone got somewhat close. Like I thought they 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 sort of interspliced woolly mammoth genes with a baby elephant. And it wasn't a true woolly mammoth, but it had like more woolly mammoth, um, like I don't want to say like textures or what you know, like uh, it had it had it just had more hair than yeah. your average elephant. That did that, that that didn't happen. I thought that happened. I maybe I don't know. Maybe uh, uh, yeah. That's not, I don't have a story about it. I remember seeing a headline and I was like, oh, okay. we'll see if that happens. All right. So, um, <laughs> what you got something or do you want me to go? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna run through. Uh, well, now I feel like everything has to be dinosaur themed. No, it doesn't. Because <laughs> my next two things. Well, one is prehistoric, but not dinosaur related. But the other one is like a current event. That's something we've talked about. Let's just let's just let's just keep running through it because if, at least if we pack all the dinosaur stuff together and then when I do the timestamps. <laughs> People could just say, all right, there's about half an hour of dinosaur between B-grade movies and actual stories that I can skip so I could go from the beginning to what's more relevant to me. So just just do another historical uh, uh, prehistoric story. Prehistoric one. All right. right. Scientists spent years pretending to be Neanderthals catching birds by hand. Did you hear about this? No. (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean these things are hilarious. I don't know if if, if, the, the, if the listeners by now like understand the if they understand what catches my eye. Yeah, I I don't know how you get the funding. That's what I was asking. How do you get the funding for that? Anyway, All go right. go on. Tell us more about that great story. So scientists in Spain spent years in caves <laughs> catching hundreds <laughs> of birds. What? I can't imagine I the can't. pitch. I have to pitch for a living. I can't imagine the pitch. I can't do this one. I'm trying. (laughs) This is hard. This is real. I can't believe this is real. They use (laughs) they use nets. Yeah. And sometimes just with their hands, 
to prove a point about how Neanderthals live. Do you want to venture a guess what point they were trying to prove? No, because I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. It was it was to support their theory about Neanderthal diets and habits. Okay. All right. Well, what what was the findings? All right. So Neanderthals Neanderthals had tools. We know this. Neanderthals were thought to have only subsisted on plants and mammals like deer and to only hunt during the day and to not really being able to control fire. Okay. Right. Okay. And so apparently this research shows that birds were more likely on the menu, that it took a coordinated effort among the group because the scientists had to all work together and that they all, that they not only used fire, but had to create it, which is something that's still debated at this time. Okay. So according to one researcher and dude, I don't, I don't know who this guy is like based on whatever life he has led, mm-hmm. he knew that it was easy to catch these birds. Uh, and these birds, I guess, have ex- exist now or some form of them do when they existed back then. Whatever it is, like he knew about these birds. He knew that they can be uh, catch the, uh, caught this easily. So okay. he equated it to a paleolithic version of shooting fish in a barrel. So he wanted to prove that Neanderthals could actually hunt these birds, too, and did so at night. So the research is published in the Frontiers of Ecology and Evolution show that Neanderthals and these birds lived together at the same time and place. And examples of bird bones being cut, charred, and bitten by hominids have been found in all these sites. So what do these guys do? Uh, instead of fire, the researchers used flashlights. They used flashlights and, and were in the caves, slept in the caves, were there at night, and shined them on these birds, which dazzled them. And while in this dazzled state, the researchers... Uh, captured the birds unharmed in large butterfly nets and on, a, on many occasions, it actually goes on to say, um, by hand. So they're shining, they're in the cave, they're, it's at night, okay. uh, which is why it's dark, right? Okay. Uh, it's right, not that they're that deep in the cave, that's, right. they, they're there at night and they're shining okay. light, which would have been fire at this time, okay. which you can't wait till lightning strikes and causes a brush fire, you gotta right. be able to make it. And you're, you're dazzling these birds, waking them up, I guess, out of a sound sleep. And apparently they're just like, dazzled enough where you can just pick them up um, or use a net and but it has to be coordinated right one guy's got the fire one guy's catching you know or gal um, whatever you want to whatever you think it may have been um, now a fun fact about Neanderthals uh, after reading this that I did not know is that they can see better than humans in low light oh that's interesting that's that's that's, that's really interesting. and to give you an idea about these birds uh, make some kind of creepy it's good. I know, right? Like Neanderthal. Do they, their eyes reflecting. Like, yeah, like yeah, their eyes glow in, in, in the, the dark. cave. In the cave. Yeah, it, yeah. It would make it would make more sense why we eradicate. If we eradicated them, that would make a lot more sense at this point. Yeah, because that, that's creepy. Yeah, out, of fear, out of fear. Out of fear, not competition, be, but fear. It's just yeah, Darwin just, had it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> he just just didn't like the way they looked. <laughs> Where's that ever happen? Where does that ever come into play with? We humanity? targeted them because we were afraid. <laughs> It wasn't competition for resources. Yeah, go on. Sorry. Um, So a fun fact about this bird is that they have uh, the highest concentrations of a particular type of micronutrient. Um, And and coincidentally enough, or, or, you know, I never knew this, but the article says it, the same type of micronutrient that gives lobster its flavor. I don't know what that means, but they they said that. Well, that sounds Um, tasty. And the birds are related to a crow, but they look similar to a partridge. Um, And so at the end of all this, basically... these, science, these scientists prove that Neanderthals had coordinated hunts at night using technology, something that has never been considered before, apparently. Okay. So that makes science. more sense because, I mean, when, I, when you first told me the story, I immediately went to almost like a Monty Python style sketch where it's like 
you got early early man they're sitting on a it's like broad daylight they're sitting on a, on a grassy knoll uh you know just shooting the shooting the crap and uh and then you've just got a bunch of neanderthals in the pit of a, a, a you know that they're overlooked they're overlooking a bunch of neanderthals like trying to catch these birds <laughs> they continue to fly away from them and the birds are just like just out of reach they just they, they're just flying just far enough that the neanderthals can't actually catch them and uh yeah anyway but- what a job to say that, hey, we it would think sense that Andrew, the, the, we eradicated com- them. Yeah. Wow. Com- common perception is that um, Neanderthals hunt during the day, they eat plants and they eat mammals, but 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 deer, right? Mm-hmm. Some form of deer. Yeah. And this dude is like, no, no, I found bird bones at these sites. I know what these birds are. They're easy as hell to catch. Um, we know that they lived at the same time in the same places. Yeah. You give me X amount of dollars over the next X amount of years. I am going to reside in these caves with a couple of my friends. And we are going to use flashlights and nets in our hands to catch these birds to prove that they did it. And someone was like, yep, yep, you got it. I mean, yeah. and now we know. And now and it's like, that's how it all works. Like, what a job. I mean, am I am I am I misrepresenting fun. that? I mean, <laughs> it doesn't sound like a, it doesn't sound enjoyable. It's not something I would want to be doing. I think uh, I would do that. No, I think well, they, I would love to do that. That sounds amazing. No, I would never do. That. Well, all right. Well, I mean, look, you might have a new new calling. I mean, as long you know, as there was no funding. like, as long as there wasn't a lot of bugs in the cave. It's as long yeah, as like that. Be bugs. It's, like it's be rough. like like big ones that are just yeah, like weird probably. like grasshopper spider snakes. Other nations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That stuff. I don't. There's gonna really... be a lot of creatures out there. It's it's nighttime, and that's that's the hunting time for a lot of a lot of animals. So I gotta tell you. So I go rough. diving. I go scuba diving. My okay. family got me into it when I was really young, and we've right. done nice night flex. dives. Yeah. Night. No, no. But I'm, you know, not so you know I'm not making it up. Right. Got but you. I've i I used to go diving, and sometimes we went on night dives, and usually they were off the shore. Okay. So it means you like you're at the beach, and you kind of walk backwards into the into the water, mm-hmm. um, and then you go diving, and it was at night, and you have these fairly powerful uh uh flashlights and it is the most eerie thing i have ever i mean other than being on a boat at night where it's just you're surrounded in darkness being in the water at night is your senses are a little dulled at least you're hearing but your sight is like amplified and you're like looking around and you're like oh my god and you shine this flashlight and you don't see anything and then when you shine the light really quick to another area you see so much life and then it disperses immediately it's not like when you're fishing at night and yeah, you shine yeah. light and the fish come to the water. It is the right. exact opposite. Okay. And once you understand that, mm-hmm. you think that things are just around you, which they very possibly could be, but right. they are just all around. And and it's all different types of life. You got like uh, an octopus you may see or whatever it is. It's stuff that you wouldn't generally see a lot during the day. It sounds cool. It sounds really cool. Um, but it's 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 eerie. So again, that freaked me out. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily like doing night dives. In fact, I probably won't do another one in my lifetime. Um, but going into a cave where that was, yeah. if that was a thing, whether it's snakes or bugs, yeah, maybe that I wouldn't like. But the idea of saying, I want to challenge this and I'm going to go out in the field and do something cool. And then someone like, yeah, go ahead, dude, do it. And I don't know. That's like a cool job. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know, my, Jamie, in my head, it's, it's like you go out there. And the first thing you're like, snakes. Why does it always have to be snakes? <laughs> yes. Uh, if you're <laughs> cast into a pit in the middle of the desert I just uh, and to, close the tomb over you. I just want to do an indie impression just for the hell of it. Sorry, you gave me an opportune time. So. No, it's um, product placement. They're coming out with a new movie, right? They are. Yeah. Well, we know where we get our funding from. Sony Pictures. Lucas Films. Lucas Films. <laughs> Industrial Light and Magic. <laughs> 
No, that's where that's. I mean, that's a cool story. It's a it's a it's an interesting story, and it's cool that people go out and try to do things like that. Um, yeah, there's not much else to say, but uh, you know, I, I like that our understanding of Neanderthals con- con- uh, continues to evolve, uh, and I, I would love for us to understand a lot more about our uh, our, our our bipedal cousins, uh, especially around the time, because I think it could tell us a lot about our own story, which is which I'm not alone. That's why these people do it is because they're not doing it to just talk about Neanderthals are doing it so they can explain a little bit about how we came to be and how our society um, eventually, you know, came into being because, you know, why did we survive and all the others didn't? So I think that that's a, it's a fundamental question that that really is a fundamental aspect to like what it means to be human. I mean, that's, that's or really, is that's it the that they not survived? To to. Did we right. interbreed? And now well, that's we're just, we are a result of, right? Well, we did. I mean, we did. Well, we know we did, but I'm just well, saying at that, least with, I don't know if we did with all the other ones. I mean, you have all to the imagine other ones. I don't you're know, a hominid yeah. walking around yeah. and there's like, you know, a dozen or so other of your type, not necessarily in your region, but on right. the earth. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty, I mean, phenomenal concept. You know, we yeah. have other cats and dogs and stuff like that, but we don't have others of us. Yeah. Um, it's a really interesting. It is, yeah. It, it calls into question think about. Uh, the meaning of like of, of humanity and what and how senses. unique we are, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Because you know, if our we think our purpose, you know, we think we are so important, special, special <laughs> because of our ability to think. We don't have venom or talons, but we right. have we have you know yes self awareness and creative thinking, and the ability yeah, exactly. to communicate and document and pass down. Right. Um, and so it's. It's interesting to see that these other animals um, shared, shared some of our characteristics. Shared those traits. Those traits, They're not yeah. these dumb cavemen. Right, right. With clubs. No, uh, they've got family institutions and they could communicate yeah. in different ways. And uh, and they rivaled us in, in some respects. So it, it's very interesting. I mean, you put, put yourself in one of those caves and see how many birds you can catch. You know, like, I mean, what they're doing is survival stuff that, you know, we have schools to teach us now. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of things that <laughs> Our our ancestors though wouldn't need those schools. So there's a lot of things that they do that we don't know right now. But yeah, so yeah, it's interesting. Oh, okay, so I got another thing. I don't know if you you got yeah might as well there. might as well what what, what what yeah go for it. All right, I'll, so, I'll save my stuff for next time. All right, I don't know if this was a text or if this was a past episode, but mm-hmm. thing around the my pillow guy. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um and and the GOP publishing voting machine software code. Yeah. Were we talking about this, right? I, did, did we talk about this? I, I can't. I, I can't remember. I, this is only text. I don't think we've actually talked about this in the podcast. I think we okay. Were so this was a text. Yeah, this yeah. was a text. Okay. Yeah. So, all right, quick catch up for the for the listeners. Um, we were talking. If you're not if you're not aware, the My Pillow guy held a few uh, conferences. I guess I, I'm going to say funded by the GOP. I mean, call me a liar. I, I, I okay. you know, I think that they were okay. somehow collaborating here, and and they whether it's through the website or on during this forum, they published the software code to, I want to say like Dominion voting machines or something like that. Um, and we were talking they, about whether, they did, yeah. That's yeah. And, and we were talking about you and I were talking about whether it was a good or bad thing. And we're kind of just going back and forth about it. It's good. I think because, you know, and that I think it, the, the result of our, our discussion was it's good because it puts our systems to the test. Right. That was, the, that, was it, that was our end result. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's sort of what we fell off. And, yeah. and the bad and it's I mean, bad they should, because they should have done those, it. <laughs> those tests right. should be done in a secured and controlled yes, environment, right? environment, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And so we were debating the best way to invite talent to test your software and to learn. Right. And, I, and I was it. explaining that there are whole hackathon hackathons that uh, various companies do where they invite uh, people who are, quote, unquote, you know, have hackability or coders uh, to break their software. 
see if they could find vulnerabilities and then they reward them with uh, cash prizes or what have you um, in and, order and to I test think- software. So that's, that's something they do. And there are also bounties also just general b- bounties that companies like Google, Microsoft do uh, for their, for various operating, for their operating systems or whatever, Chrome windows, whatever you have, whatever their, their products that they put out in the market, where if you find vulnerabilities uh, and you can bring it up to Google or Microsoft, they will also pay you for that as well. So, uh, so there, yeah, so there, there, these things do exist where people do challenge people exactly. to break their stuff. So, and you had brought that up, and and you would, and, and the examples you even gave, they're all corporations, but it doesn't seem like it exists in government. And I think that's what you were kind of getting at in the text. And I was surprised, uh, to be honest. I'm like, wow, we don't, we don't do that. That seems like, seems like it should be a best practice. I don't know if we do. I don't want to say we don't do that. I would just say that. First of all, the uh, voting machines are not handled by the government. They're handled by private enterprise. So these are there's like a handful handful of companies that provide um, various. um, You would think it would be part of the RFP process, though, right? Where they're like, hey, Mm. when was the last time you were tested? You know, in Mm. in whatever capacity Mm. you were just describing. It might be. The thing is, I I can't say whether that is true or it's false. I I don't know the operating processes of the government when it comes to vetting companies that are going to be in charge of the various voting booths that are available when it comes to electronic voting. I, I we don't know that. Uh, so, th- so there very well could be, you, you know, I'm just saying, but I'm, by the end of the day, I'm trying, I'm trying to say that these are private enterprise that are in charge of these voting booths. So uh, they could be doing these hackathons as well. They could be doing things like this uh, if they needed to, in order to secure, to make sure that they're, they're, the software that they they give us when we vote uh, is on the up and up. So, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And very possible. No, no, no. I mean, they're all good points. No, that's what I'm bringing it up for. Um, and uh, but so in addition to that, uh, the government, the Biden administration specifically, uh, announced recently, a couple of weeks ago, I think, that it was launching the U.S. Digital Corps um, later this year to recruit people already working in technology fields such as cybersecurity and data science to work for the federal government. So I think they're trying okay. to, you know, get their hands around this now. Okay, um, they'd be trained to serve in digital positions related to COVID nineteen pandemic, economic recovery, and cybersecurity mm. concerns. Okay. given everything that's happened, right? All right that's so um, no, I think it's I think it's interesting. Uh, I, I one more note on it: the announcement of the program comes days after the Justice Department announced that it was training attorneys to prosecute cybersecurity related cases. Both the programs. Both of the programs uh, were established following mounting cybersecurity incidents, Mm. um, such as ransomware attacks on the Colonial Pipeline and meat producers and all that stuff. Right. So I don't understand how that, but most of that stuff is, uh, I mean, I I don't want to say most of that stuff. I mean, it's other governments that, that, I mean, was it the, weren't weren't we saying that it was Russian hackers that were involved with the pipeline? I mean, am I wrong about that? I mean, do I need to look that up? But I I could have sworn that that was. What does that matter? I mean, I'm trying to say, well, how do you prosecute cyber criminals if they're, if they're international? So one, one one is the lawyers to prosecute. And I guess it's, I don't know, is it sanctions or is it you're not allowed in this country anymore? Or is it, if you have any assets here, we're seizing them type thing. Yeah. If you can find that someone, you know, but but then there's the other aspect of, training these professionals for defense purposes right. and maybe offensive that, purposes. That makes more right? sense, right. Well, I mean, I mean that, that's, the, that's the thing that most people cite. You know, they say that, you know, that where Russia spends the majority of its money and, you know, I'm not here to be political about it, right? I don't know whether, whether like, Russian interference in terms of elections or what have you, but just in terms of, in general, Russia spends a lot of its money on training uh, cyber professionals. Now, to do what, what, they, what they will, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna weigh in on what what they're doing, but they but that is a fact. You could say you could see that 
on paper, Russia spends a lot of money uh, in, in that realm, in, in the cyber, in the uh, in the cyber professional realm. So, yeah, so it makes sense to be countering that finally uh, with our own uh, cyber professionals in that in, in that capacity. But what? But I feel like we, you know, I feel like we've been doing stuff like that. Uh, well, it was interesting because when I read this, now. yeah, I mean, yeah. Th- that's kind of the one of the things I came to was, wait, this is new. Yeah, that, that's weird. Yeah. I mean, I think it's maybe it's in a different capacity, but I, I felt like, you know, the CIA, the FBI, I feel like we've been training people to do this for. for, for well, is couple, it another Space Force thing where like he's just yeah, peeling it out and giving it their own team? Yeah, yeah their own could be. discipline. I don't, I don't know enough about it, um, but uh, but it's definitely the <laughs> it's, I mean, it's it's sort of how things will be done in the future. I mean, it's all about crippling infrastructure. I mean, think about it. If you. And I'm not saying this. I mean, we're not <laughs> we're not putting on tinfoil hats here talking about a Russian invasion. I'm just trying to say that if you were a lesser country, uh, not not you know not the United States, something that's like so big, but like like a Crimea, right? Like if 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 you're like a Crimea kind of thing, and a and a bigger power just wanted to sort of invade you, the easiest thing to do is to cripple your infrastructure to begin with, so that way you cannot mount a defense. Um, you know, you can't you you would not be able to get things online. Uh, in order to get missiles to work or your yeah, or to, your to facilitate chain, right? your exactly your, so supply yeah. chain or even communication simply to your troops or to your generals or to or to whoever you need like to scramble exactly the, the the fastest thing to do is to simply incapacitate that and because everything is done digitally everything's online uh you know that that that's where the that's where this the uh, security comes in and that that's what you'd want to do you'd want to cripple the infrastructure online first and then once you've got a blackout you could send in your troops and, and you could take over because you're the only one who can communicate. So, I mean, that it's, it, it, it behooves even bigger nations to have, um, you know, ample resources in terms of that kind of defense. I'm not trying to say that Russia would ever think of invading the United States, that just that instability that doesn't, doesn't make sense in the modern world. But, you know, if you're a smaller country, it's probably something a bigger concern. You know, for us, yeah, it's just about you know, ransomware, getting some money here and there, and, you know, maybe just some fun destabilization for a little bit just to just to mess with us. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, I I don't fear invasion from another entity or another country at this point. So it's a I don't privilege. Think should. <laughs> privilege. <laughs> yeah. Privilege of the of the Western allies. Yeah. I just a world war just does not seem lucrative. But that's the thing; it's it's not lucrative. That's the other reason why I'm like I don't believe in this. You always have to ask what, what's the money in it. Oh, right. That's exactly. Where it's but back in the day, it made sense to take over territory because territory means more resources. It means you're 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 opening yourself up to to making more money because you you you're taking over strategic resources. I mean, people can argue about our invasion of, of Iraq. You know, you oil things things are resource. Yeah. taking over another country like like for us like invading russia it's like what do we gain what do, what do you gain from that it, 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 half of russia is all tundra it, it's it's inhospitable uh you're, you're never going to control the not entire for long not for long <laughs> you're right well, you, well climate change might make it a little bit more lucrative in terms of you want you know you don't want some more wood supply it's gonna be beautiful there it is gonna be beautiful <laughs> <laughs> our, our our grandkids will be like, I'm going to Siberia for spring break. Uh, you yeah, so they can burn a, a Russian forest fire. Uh, I'm just saying that my point is, is that you the, the, the idea of territory as a means for expanding one's wealth is is antiquated. And so that's why I don't really see the point in invasion. That's why I don't see the point in next. Well, it's not antiquated. I think it's, you know, 
return on investment almost. It's almost got to be that it's got to be in close proximity. How much, how many resources are you going to expend and how confident are you that you will seize them, seize your goal, your target? um, And what are you going to get in return for that? So that's why Crimea and and Georgia and all that stuff was on the table for Russia, but why the U.S. isn't, you know, we're, yeah. That's they're really rolling the dice with that one. It just doesn't, it doesn't make much sense. Yeah, it's, it's too much. And that's the point. There's too many resources to call the and, population. I mean, it's not like we're all just going to fall fall in line. That's what I'm trying to say. It's exactly. The work. resources like, you'd have to expend in order to to dominate is just not worth it. There's just no return on that. So yeah, you know, it doesn't. It's make different. I think. In, I mean, in 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 those you know block countries or that's a, that's a terrible former, term. No, former, former it, Soviet bloc. Yeah, but like so in those, that. but in the yeah. in in that sphere of influence you have a lot of russian speaking people like it's much more it's much easier to you know convert in a sense in a sense in a sense yeah but yeah exactly because you know if you're thinking about it in terms of seizing resources i'm not advocating for any of that stuff but i'm trying to of course you know they did it obviously and even it makes more sense like you said it makes more sense because you have and at the time i mean the reason they're able to do it is because they claim that the rush that the crimean separatists were the ones who were in charge of that overthrow. And then Russia is just sort of like adopting the people who took over. Who are we to say no? Exactly. Who are we to say no? Who are we to say no? Exactly. So you're not going to get that kind of sensibilities with the West. And the thing is, it doesn't make even, that's the thing. It doesn't even make sense if they were going on a campaign of destruction either. And that's the other thing that it's like, where's the fear of that? You you need the competition. You need the competition. You need, first of all, you need a boogeyman in order to pacify your own people. So it doesn't make much sense to destroy that boogeyman because then all your people are going to look to you next time something goes wrong. And then you know, yeah, that's really the end of it. It's sort of like you, you, you need, you need a villain, and so it doesn't make, it doesn't even make sense to just go on a terror of destruction, right? Like let's say they were going to launch nuclear missiles to annihilate the United States. That makes absolutely no sense. So, do you think there will never be a character in history that wants to take over the world? I, I can only see it if we ha- inhabit another planet. Th- that's that's when the danger would come. The truth is, is that the in in, in the um. What, what what is it? The pollination or what? What of of the expansion? Yeah, the, in the expansion, colonization, colonization. Colonization. Thank you. Yeah. In the colonization of stars, I think there is actually tr- real danger going on there because once you have this like in the back tree or corporate country or corporate takeover. Yeah, well, who knows? That's the thing. It could be either one. It's like once you have that other world out there, depending on the resources and riches that are available over there, you know, taking over the world might is a little bit more attractive because owner you know, CEO fancies himself as king. Well, I'm just saying you, you, you've got, you take over the home base and that that new civilization relies on, or that new civilization is becoming so independent that they want to be separatists and they want to be themselves. And so there's a war, you know, for them to control their own planet. And then we have our planet. I mean, these are the things that really we need to be talking about if we were to truly get to that level i think that these are there are a lot of philosophical and ethical quandaries that humanity is going to be faced with you almost have to have, have an exchange program where everyone kind of it could be yes yeah, around yeah, so that they, they don't, don't so right. that home home is where you hang your hat exactly. not necessarily where you know That's, on any particular just at any at, at any particular destiny yeah if you have generations of people who are born on another planet a, col- a colonial planet which is basically what happened to you know the the americas right they, you no longer feel english and so it becomes a foreign entity well, and then we'll just have countries and do yeah and yeah i mean and, and 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 is that a solution then here on earth where you just have one nation one planet um is it a matter of moving the idea people around it's the idea like, but i'm just but, saying but how do you break that down how do you mean because 
you're not going to get people to say philosophically, let's think about this. Okay. We all agree. No, We're all one. Like there's, yeah, right. that's not going to work that way. Like how yeah. do you actually combat that? Is it just, is it seriously shifting people around and saying like, you know, getting conditioning people to be nomadic in a sense where, you know, you spend 10 years here, you spend 10 years there or whatever it may be. Hmm. I don't know, but it's going to be know, difficult. It's going to be something yeah. that it's, well, it's going to be food for thought. That's going to be something that if we do not actually plan it out, like we, if we don't actually flush what that looks like, then we're going to run into problems. Absolutely. It's something that needs to be taken into serious consideration. If we're going to start populating the stars as to what that means and who those people are and, and are they, you know, how, what is their allegiance and how do they feel connected to their home planet? If they do get disconnected in any in any time and space, it's it, yeah, we're going to be in, we're going to be in. For so issues. We're so be in for to go back, go back to that question, then in terms of world domination, it's yeah. not someone on Earth that's going to try and conquer everyone. It is someone who conquers a colony and then comes back here to conquer us. Could be. It could be that. But no, I think that because you're saying there's going to be interplanetary war and that, there, would mean no, that they conquer the planet. There, there could be. But my point is, is that I think that the you're going to get a different sense about individual nations when you have colonies across this across time, like across space. So, I mean, what it means to be Earth, what it means to be uh, an Earthling is going to change. And I think that the fact that people start saying things like that, it's like, well, I'm an Earthling. I was born on Earth. Uh, you know, I wasn't born in the cosmos. You know, that, that's going to start to make the na nationalistic aspects of our current geopolitical climate start to feel a little bit more porous. And that's my point. It's like what we were talking about with Russia and Crimea. It's like Crimeans, right? They speak, you know, some some speak Russia or they I don't know. I, I don't know specifically, but we're, we're trying to we're saying that th there's enough cultural similarities that if you were to take them over, or, you know, you could create an assimilation aspect. Well, I'm trying to say that once you've got other colonies out there, that whole earther aspect starts to make assimilating other, uh, other nations. Right. I, mean, I was going to bring that up because Expanse says Earther and not yeah, they Earthling. Say, uh, right. Yeah. You they said Earthling Earth, before. Yeah. And I'm like, it's weird how they switched that up. Well, because um, it, sounds it. it sounds yeah, better. It right. sounds better. So, sounds yeah, childish. Earthling sounds childish. So yeah. well, my point is, right. Once you start getting more of that sense of, of sense of like, well, we're Earthers, you know, it, it becomes a little bit more porous. And I think it makes it more attractive for a crazy man or, or a despot to start to say, hey, you know what? It might actually be a little bit more feasible to you know, take over France and to take over Spain because, you know, it's like, well, they're just earthlings, you know, we're, we're all on the same earth. So it's like, you think is, that the catalyst for the next yeah, that's world correct. dominator would yes. be the fact that we colonize another planet. That's correct. Him think that him or her thinking, well, that's out of reach because they're totally different. They can't assimilate. That's right. Let me, let me look inward. Oh, yeah. look, I'm going to, well, everyone's, that's, that's the real well, everyone's looking up at the sky. Correct. I'm going to take over. That's exactly yeah. where I think the real danger would be because because of that. That's interesting. I, I think so that, that yeah. you, you, everyone's concerned with the threat abroad in a sense. Well, everyone's just, Earth. everyone's just concerned with not being on Earth. And I think that that and then, is where and then some dudes or some comes dudes in from are, behind. And yeah. Is, yeah, that's the back door. I think that's the back door is that you're you're no longer as concerned. That's the thing. I think that being American will be will not hold as much weight anymore. Once you have a colony out there and you've got people on the moon or you have people on Mars, I think that being an American is going to feel it's just, it's going to feel childish. It's going to feel childish at some point to say, "Well, I'm Spanish, I'm French." You're just going to be like, you know, you're you're like, uh, who cares? You know, you you live on one planet, you know, and you've got people on another planet. And I just feel like that that juxtaposition is going to make it a little bit That's more. That's weird. Will it will it make you? 
I mean, I kind of get what you're saying. It's hard. Would it, it's would well, it cheapen not, it? not in our generation. I'm not sorry. We're not no, even but doing let's just say, like, say let's it would just take say, generations, of course. Let's just but... say people were living and thriving on the yes. moon, on right. Mars. Yeah. And we still have countries here. And yes. And 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 hypothetically, their entire they're one nation. Each right. each planet, each celestial body is one nation, but on Earth we're fragmented still. Right. Which which makes us more it creates another danger. I'm gonna let you continue, mm-hmm. but th- think about it when you're saying that. That makes it even more dangerous for a whole planet to be a homogenous uh, unit. And then we've got this fragmentation on Earth. I mean, it's it's almost rights itself that Earth would have to unite in some way, whether it be by force or by choice. But Earth would have to sounds, give up sounds, its nation abilities. I don't, I don't I don't want to live in those times. That sounds scary. It sounds scary, right? But I'm just saying you would have to come together because how I mean, could you be fragmented? Either it will be beautiful or it will be horrific. I don't, be, will yeah, it, it be. I don't know. Will it be in the middle? I don't know. Well, it depends on the resources. It depends on what resources are available. People just say, like, this is the way or is it going to be horrible yeah, or is like, it going to be? I'm unsure. I'm going to stick my toe in. I don't know. But they'll stumble into it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, like little bits like like you'll have like I'm sad. Like we won't EU, so have like European unions forming all over the world. And then eventually over generations, it'll just keep happening. But there will be like a master plan of bringing everyone together but it depends on who has it depends on when you have the what what military you have you know that's the other thing if we're going to make sure that every colony has no military and no no means to fight back that's going to create existential quandaries on its own that's going to be just don't even give them this we don't even give them the resources to make it i don't even imagine why you would that would be a black market though as long as we have i'm just saying you're you're creating you're you're creating the belt you know it's like it's only a matter of time before they start they like rise up commandeer a couple of uh you know major space vessels and then then you got a war on your hands i mean it's this i'm glad we don't live in those times i'm i'm sad that we're going to be we're going to be long dust and perished by the time we would get to that stage but it is going to be such a cool it's going to be just so different it just you know it's it's sort of like living change your perspective well it's like living in right it's like before galileo right it's like living before you understand the cosmos or you know before you even know there there's a west or, or there's a you know an america's it's like living in europe without without any sense of of how vast the, the uh the world that you truly live in is is lived you know like i, well, mean, I want to uh, see it's, i it's, want it's, it's cool it's an i want to see idea. the sun protected but i want to see the sun with my own eyes i want to see it to be white like i want to be in space yeah and i just want to cool. see everything for yeah. what it really is yeah. without all the distortion. Yeah. I don't know. I would love yeah. that. That would be amazing. It'll be cool. It'll be cool. It's just say there's there's so many existential aspects and ethical aspects that go into space travel that uh, a lot of I mean science this is what this is the fun stuff scientists kick around. But is like, it is it so different than they what we've done around. on this planet? Is it so different from what we've done on this planet? It will be. It will be slightly different. Why? It, because you have time. Because because time passes uh, between travel, you know, unless we create some sort of instantaneous travel. Time, but yeah, but when people, yeah, but the 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 voyages on galleons, yeah, yeah, but that, in, that's yeah, but people didn't grow old, <laughs> you know. They like <laughs> they, they, we're not all generally like, thing is we're, we're you know, the, the time it takes to get to some of these stars or these places not stars, but to get to some of these planets, even walking. Have, what about walking? What about tribal days? You know, hunter gatherer foraging those days prehistoric. I mean, we've done you this ha- before. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. This is true. This is true. There's all the more reason to study prehistoric eras. Yeah, it would be actually because yeah, what can we learn about how? What about human nature and and how we've treated one another and all that stuff? Yeah, Yeah. it's gonna be cool. My my point is, it's gonna be cool. You know, 
watch watch the space. <laughs> well, it is interesting because then you, you learn you, you're more honest about human behavior when you look to see how we treated one another when we were unfettered, when we did not have law, mm-hmm. because the farther away you get from the central government of earth, yeah. the less law will be enforced, will be the enforced. less authority yeah, it'll carry. And so more, I would Space assume justice. of that human instinct, that human nature will start kicking in and it would be good to understand who we really are without, yeah. without all the restraints. Mm. Well, man, maybe, maybe, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a hard one. It's hard. We're not, we're not going to know. And that's, what's fun about it. It's, it's more of a, it's a fun thought exercise. I hope that the audience out there enjoys these fun thought exercises. You know, this is sort of why we built the pod, but uh, I mean, we were talking about the, my pillow guy. So somehow we got here. Yeah. Well, uh, that's what <laughs> makes us unique. <laughs> it's what makes us special. That was a long, that was a long it's, walk. It's a wide ride. It's a, it's a wild ride. <laughs> and, uh, and we appreciate that you come along with us. That's, that's the, the crux of this. So we'd on be that doing note, this, we'd be yeah. doing this anyway. This is well, what that's, why, that's, that's why Yeah, we, we were just, we just wondered if there's anyone out there who might enjoy it as well. So, Jamie, where can they find us? Guys, at Retraction Media, hit us up on Twitter. Like I always say, a lot of the stuff we're talking about now are things that you guys are suggesting. So keep it coming. Also, rate us on your app so we know that we're doing a good job and that you can tell others. And with that, Retraction out.